From member station KBTB in Culver City, it's Best of the Best. Best of the Best is brought to you by a charitable donation from the Landberg Group, along with support from listeners like you. Thank you. Hi, everyone. It's Best of the Best. On today's show, it's our 100th episode, which made us think about what got us here. The decisions we've made. The decisions we didn't make. The decisions that were made for us. So we'll be discussing all sorts of embarrassing stories and how they affect not only the person getting embarrassed, but also those around them. We'll hear one such story from contributor Mark Gonzalez that I think we'll all be cringing over. That's tonight on Best of the Best. But first, the news. Another episode of Best of the Best, coming to you from this beautiful Zeppelin, blotting out the sun and menacing all the citizens of Los Angeles. All your favorites are here tonight, Mark Gonzalez, Jingoism, The Coin. Best of the Best is brought to you by Crippling Depression. Crippling Depression, Law and Order Criminal Intent on Netflix isn't going to watch itself. Also brought to you by Tables, Defy Gravity with Tables, coming to a store near you. Big game over, and with such a poor showing from the Broncos, all of our questions in this round revolve around getting a refund in a category we call I Want My Quarter Back. First to three wins. First question, the coin I'm holding bears a D on it, representing what U.S. cities mint. Uh, um, <clears throat> Denver. That is correct. Jonathan Colton, you have a song about this, right? I've, uh, yeah, yeah, I do, actually. Uh, I've, I've taken this song, Rocky Mountain High, but uh, the lyrics now refer to Specie. I think it goes a little something like this. <laughs> Act one. Embarrassment. You know, it's it's an odd feeling. Cheeks get flushed, your face gets hot. Your body is tempted to just carry you so quickly into traffic. Your brain fights the muscle memory of reaching for the pistol in your ankle holster in order to cause a diversion. But what would happen if one person literally lacked any kind of embarrassment or the capacity for shame? <laughs> <laughs> 
They wouldn't have any of these body warning signs. Our contributor, Mark Gonzalez, discusses one such person, himself. Beginnings. They're hard to understand, even harder to explain. The hardest part of it all is knowing when one thing stops and another truly begins. Like waves crashing on a shore, when is, when is the peak no longer the crest? When is it now just a trough? And it's the same with relationships. It's one of the hardest parts to know when it began, or in the case of this story, when it didn't. In 2009, I was 23 years old, single, and employed on a reality television show. Every Thursday, much of the crew would go to a dive bar up the street to drink their paychecks. I was no different. There was a young woman I had been interested in for the majority of the production. We'll call her Nancy. She was very attractive and intelligent, and I'd been trying to build up the nerve to ask her out for months. My, how the booze was flowing on that night. For you see, it was the week before the show ended. That close to the end of production, it's not uncommon for drinking to take on a nervous, necessary quality. People are excited to have the production be nearly over. They're also terrified about not having a job anymore. I, of course, was doing my part to keep spirits up. Panelists, our very own Carl Castle is going to read you a limerick, and it's up to you to fill in the blank. Carl, take it away. It shouldn't come as a joke. Answer quickly and don't choke. It's the best to drink with lunch, to give it that extra punch. Crack open a fizzy can of... Panelist Tom Bodette, uh, what do you say? Uh, failed Bush presidency. (laughs) Well, sir, it was cold this week uh, here at Best of the Best. So cold. In fact, uh, they're out of hot air in Washington. Lynn Grayson on Birch just moved into town from Santa Fe. So uh, she worried about how her kids would fare in the elements. She layered uh, clothing on her children like she was making a papier-mâché body cast, uh, piling more, more and more shirts and jackets on them. Layers so thick that archaeologists would study different strata formations in between the fourth and fifth set of long underwear. Clothing so deep that two large straws peeked out on the top of the mess, one for breathing and one for keeping sight outside their jacket bunker. Her kids, James and Lana, tottered out to the bus stop, but Lynn was horrified to see other children out on the curb wearing just simple sweaters. Sweaters! One girl even had just a a windbreaker. A, a, A windbreaker! She would tell those children to put more clothes on immediately, but she didn't want to seem like the overbearing mother, especially as she watched James roll Lana to the stop to the 
bus stop all the way at the end of the corner, end over end. But, uh, but if those kids get frostbite, she could have done something. Worried, she called her husband, Reverend, Reverend Grayson, down there at uh, First National Lutheran. Reverend Grayson just rotated into the First National and was adjusting a bit better to the area than Lynn, which uh, the secretaries also knew. Mrs. Kennison recognized the number and had to prepare her tone before, before answering. It's not the first time she's fielded this call, even though the Graysons have only moved to the area about, oh, about four months ago. First National Lutheran. Oh, hello, Lynn. The Reverend? Well, he's in his office. Windbreakers, you say? Oh, goodness. Oh, I understand. I'll, I'll put you through now. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Best of the Best, broadcasting from our fast city, Los Angeles, California. I'm Andrew, and he's Mark, and you can tell because he's a pretty big Mark, if you ask me. You should see this guy at the casino. <laughs> they see this guy coming from a mile away. Last week, we challenged you with another one of our world-famous puzzlers which stumped a lot of our faithful listeners out there. Now, remind me again, because I've been in way too many traffic collisions caused by you, this guy, this guy's a terrible driver, as to the contents of said puzzler. Sure thing. Last week's puzzler involved two very unfortunate souls who were trapped in a well. My ex-wife and whoever she's down there with. <laughs> One soul started to climb his way out mm, of the well. Mm-hmm, mm. But every day, they would get three feet up. They would have to rest, then they'd slide down two. Slide down two? I just, I just give up by that point. Fill the whole thing in with cement, I'd say. <laughs> they don't need me. Now, this particular well is 30 feet deep. If my ex-wife was down there, I'd say that well's measurement is a pretty good start, if you ask me. Now, the puzzler's, <laughs> qu- the puzzler's question... The puzzler's question is this. Mm. Mm-hmm. Assuming mm. the person climbing was of average strength, average strength and skill, and skill, and there weren't any other major outside factors oh. hindering performance, mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what would be the best time-killing smartphone app mm. to use while trapped in the well? Hmm. And you say this stump people. It's not as easy as you might think. That's what I said about my ex-wife the first time I saw her. And let me tell you, I was right. <laughs> this guy knows. Marky, you know. You know. Ah, she's, that old battle she's axe. She's awful. She's the worst. <laughs> she's... After filling myself with as much liquid courage as I could take at that time, I sidled up next to Nancy. Hey, I said. Do you want to maybe get dinner with me sometime? She looked at me, and I knew she was going to say no. But what she said, and how she said it, was surprising. You see, she said, Mark, are you asking me out? Which meant no, but also, Mark, you're really bad at asking women out. So, not to be rude, And because she had asked me, 
I said, Yes, I am currently asking you out. To which she replied, Can I think about it? Which means, no, but also, I'm really uncomfortable and don't want to say no right now. So I said, sure, and walked away. It's the BBC World Report. I'm Jonathan Lessam. Fighting intensified today in Lower Yogurtland as rebels attacked several military outposts on the outer rim of the country. President Francois Yoguer announced swift retaliation to the attacks. The statement was felt abroad as several Yogurtland embassies closed their doors and removed staff as far-reaching as Overland and Venice Boulevard. Ultimately, the question on everyone's mind is, how will this affect Yogurtland's standing in the international community? Especially since public support appears to be shifting towards the rebels, looking to overthrow what they contend is a brutal regime. We bring in Yogurtland correspondent Mark Gonzalez. Happy to be here. What is the situation looking like out there on the ground? It's an almost eerie calm. Most citizens have been hunkering down in their homes, hoping to avoid getting involved in a yoga mess. Now, Mark, I know we are hoping for a quick resolution, but, you know, what's the best scenario for this? The best scenario? What would be the topper for yoga? The, the best topper for yoga? Uh, I, I, what, I guess what I'm trying to say is, what is the best thing to take away from Yogaland? Well, the military might tell you they'd want some kind of cherry on top of this yoga situation, but I can tell you with absolute certainty, it's got to be Baby Ruth. Mm-hmm. Baby Ruth Riker, who, who the rebels believe is the, the true victor in the recent elections held in Yogaland. Absolutely. She has support from conservatives and liberals in the country and could bring peace to the area. Baby Ruth over yoga is the best thing for this yoga land. Mm, mm. Um, I mean, uh, unless Baby Ruth brings some power, some, some real crunch with her, I, I don't see that as being the best. Baby Ruth can top yoga. Bringing crunch into it is just overkill for a place as sweet as yoga land. We're going to bring in special... <laughs> Sir, the reverend sped back to his house as fast as he could. Signs zoomed past, just... Houses merged into just white zips next to his windows. Uh, Sergeant Mullen was doing uh, speed zone patrol outside of the tip-top cafe, and he clocked the good reverend doing 55 in a 35. He reached for the flashers, but uh, he reconsidered. His wife must have called, he thought. His wife probably called. Age has left a lot of us with our heads down in our own little worlds, and we never stop to consider what really crosses our paths on a daily basis until it's put right in front of us. Mark Gonzalez files this report from member station KGMA. I think it was like right here, like it was like it was this corner. I was, yeah, no, I'm sure it's, it, was here, it was here, right here where we're standing. Here where we're standing, yes, like right, like right here. Andrew Kukowski is outside on a February day, looking at an intersection in Culper City. Uh, it's, it's daylight. Was it daylight? Uh, well, I mean, it, like, the street's normal, the street's the same, but, like, when it happened, it was nighttime. I mean, it's daytime now, but it was nighttime. Andrew has taken to running at night lately. He's walked me through his routine, leading me to the intersection. 
He says the running is pretty uneventful until a night sometime last week. Okay, why don't you walk us through what happened? I, uh, I like, I got to this intersection, and I like ran up to it, and then like the light turns so the I can see the guy. I'm supposed to cross that, and I'm crossing it, and this this one car that was at the red light, you know, he just he just guns it, you know, he just kind of he just he just goes right through the solid red. He just runs. He runs a solid red as I'm in this intersection. So the light was red, and he just he just drove through it. Now, what what did you do? Well, I made sure, you know, I, I didn't make a mistake. Like, you know, I didn't want to be, like, you know, I was like in the line of fire. Like, I checked, I checked the light. I wanted to make sure that it was, it was right. Once Andrew's bubble was broken, he says instinct just took over. Yeah, I watched, I watched the car go, and I just stood in this intersection, like, you know, I was like this. I was like. Uh, you know, I, I just I was like confused because you know you don't see a car running a red light a lot of times, especially if you know you got a guy trying to cross the street. It's like uh. Andrew shows me what he did in reaction. He looks like a baseball coach frustrated over a blown call. I just you know I was like I, I don't know like I, I you know I feel like it just I like a, a ghost came into me and my arms were like what. You know how you, you, you like if something happens, like, oh, like that's what I was like, and I'm doing this like in the middle of the street. It's like, huh? You know, you know someone someone could have been hurt. Like, I mean, me specifically, but like someone else could have been hurt. You know, it's you know, like, like rules are in place for a reason. You know, it's scary, I guess, when someone you know breaks rules. I'm still kind of like, Ugh. especially being here on the corner, like. Back at the scene, yeah. But a car wasn't the only thing to physically cross Andrew's path that night. Baby Ruth would be the best for Yogaland. Another part of me thinks maybe a Banana Republic might be the best. Isn't yoga already deep in Banana Republic territory? Only transitionally. Ask yoga to step down peacefully. Perhaps a U.S.-installed head transitioning to Baby Ruth with some hints of banana could be a rich decision for the yoga land. I understand you're out there on the ground, but, you know, as a, as a layman, it, it seems like yoga will only react to military might. So you suggest we let the rebels go all Captain Crunch on yoga? No peaceful resolution? From the coverage I've read, yoga will not deal in peace. Cover yoga in Captain Crunch, absolutely. That would be the best. Your maverick tactic is just the wrong tact and texture for, rob- for yoga land. Well, you know, doves such as yourself that would just crumble Baby Ruth all over, the, all over yoga wouldn't, wouldn't do anything for the country. The mere thought of Captain Crunch just causes my back teeth to grind. Why, Later that night, I was alone in my twin bed, staring at the ceiling, when I realized that the true embarrassment wasn't over. Because I was going to have to go to work the next day, and because she had said, let me think about it, she was going to have to turn me down again, this time at work. I went into the office the next day, 
And although there was no reason for her to verbally express what we both knew was true, she was polite enough to say, FYI, no. I played it off, acted like it was probably for the best. That night, after work, instead of going back home, I drove to Santa Monica, walked along the beach a little bit. There were these large rocks, millennia old, and I walked across one or two of them. Soon I slipped and fell onto my back. It hurt. It hurt a lot. I looked up at the stars, and I listened to the ocean, the waves rolling in and out, and I realized that sound, that constant crashing sound, was not the water, but it was my own inadequacy roiling inside of me. The hot summer sun beats down in June, frying your follicles into rune. But one shampoo will save, and we don't mean to rave. The best hair product on the market is... Uh, Mr. Moraka. Uh, healthcare.gov. <laughs> home to see electrical cords and extension cords just snaking all over and out of his house. He grabbed one cord and followed it until its end point, found that it was connected to a space heater pushed into the snowbank near the, near the bus stop. You see, Lynn said, hauling more space heaters out of the house. They were cold! The children waiting at the stop quickly averted their eyes, uh, hoping not to get dragged into this. The Reverend took off his glasses, fogged up from the warm wind of the electric heaters. It was a, it was a hot, uh, unfamiliar warmth, like uh, the trickle of blood on someone's forehead after a tumble. Lynn, did, did, did you read the thing I gave you? The Reverend asked. You give me things all the time to read, Lynn said, sandwiching two more space heaters next to one another. She returned to the house, remembering an old blanket she could use out here. Down the street, the old school bus clattered and chuffed toward the stop, allowing the kids to breathe a sigh of relief. Mr. Greenberg swung the bus door open, letting the kids climb over each other and letting them pile quickly into their seats. And he noticed a pile of space heaters in the snow. He was uh, about to say something, but... Uh, he quickly realized the reverend was standing next to the bank, uh, holding his glasses. Morning, reverend, he called out. Yeah, morning. The missus called, huh? Yeah, yeah, she did. Uh, I'm no electrician, uh, reverend, but uh, is that the best place for space heaters? The reverend looked up, seeing children's faces pressed against all of the windows staring down at him from the bus. All the faces except his own children, who hunkered down on the opposite side, waiting quietly. Lynn emerged from the house, dragging a roll of insulation. Warm, warm, she hummed to herself. Yeah, Mr. Greenberg, the Reverend said. It is the best.
Well, that's all the news here at Best of the Best. Let's take a listen now to The Guy's All-Star Shoe Band. Uh, you know, I so I'm like, I look down while I'm running, you know, like this car thing happens, and, you know, I, I see this, this really little, you know, movement out of, like, the corner of my eye, like something just really just, just catches it. A little movement that got a big reaction. Was it at eye level? No, it was on the, it was on the ground. Like, I look down, and, like, I see this mouse, like, move from this tree, and then it just kind of, like, into this little hole next to a building like like look it's it, you know it's like it's like right here like i'm looking at it andrew shows me the hole it's tiny and chewed up but big enough to push a finger through i asked andrew if the mouse affected the run the light when i ran past it when I, that car like threw me off my game and then i ran down this way and i usually don't run down this way and i saw that mouse and like when i got to this point and i saw a mouse after almost getting hit by a car like like I'm, admit, I'll admit, I like, I almost cried. I almost cried when I saw the mouse. Like I, I've got no bones about it. Like I'm a dude. It's fine. You know, we here we are, 2014. Like I almost cried when I saw a mouse. All right, so sue me, okay? Okay? And isn't that what we always want? Something incredible to force us in a new direction. Then when we get there, it's just some small thing that forces us back. I came across his path, and like he came across mine, and it was only. I only came across his path, and he only was on my path because of the car from before. So, you know, I, like, I thought about it, and, like, I probably would never have almost cried, you know, without that car. So I guess it's, like, it's a good thing and a bad thing, I guess. So do you think that this experience has changed you? Yeah, yeah, I, I you know, I'd say, I'd say it did, you know, I, I pay more attention now you know it's like you can't just kind of just go right into things you know I I pay attention for myself you know you know I pay attention for cars and you know like I pay attention for mice for KGMA this is Mark Gonzalez To climb his way out mm, of the well. Mm-hmm, mm. But every day, they would get... <laughs> every day. <laughs> Dropping next Thursday. All right, let's do that line uh, again. I guess we'll have to.